Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast, the radio show coming to you on this Saturday, November the 14th, 2020. Hopefully, it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Well, I made it through Friday the 13th, so here I am, and we are going to dig into an episode titled Seven Ways to Persist When Everything in You Wants. To give up, which I feel a lot of people probably uh, jump in that boat in uh, 2020 sometime here. But uh, hopefully we're going to help you guys avoid that moving forward. And I have brought Heather back on to the podcast as well. So hey welcome guys. back. Thanks for having me. Always. I, I didn't even realize it was Friday the 13th yesterday. Usually I always notice that, but I... I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I made it through. I uh, had a great day. I noticed it later in the day that that's what was going on, but uh, <laughs> it uh, nothing crazy happened, so I'm uh, totally okay with it, and we made it through, so here we are. Uh, two things quick before we uh, jump into today's episode. Uh, one, the podcast brought to you by my homies over at Beam uh, CBD. Again, if you guys are interested in picking up any of the Beam CBD products, again, they're 100% THC free. You won't fail a drug test. They won't make you high. Sorry, you got to go somewhere else for that. But if you're looking for a something to help you sleep better, which for me personally, I think the Dream product has helped a ton, uh, which they do have a little bit of melatonin in there as well, as well as the 20 uh, milligrams of CBD per serving. Uh, also the tincture, and obviously we use the balm at our house as well to uh, just rub on the soft tissue stuff. They do say it helps with inflammation, anxiety as well, but I personally do find I get the best kind of restorative quality sleep with it. So if you're interested, I can always hook you guys up with 20% off on the Beam uh, TLC.com site. If you enter Jeremy Scott, I think it always drops it for you, but I'm happy to send you guys the link as well. And I do have um, still like a little box full of these Dream uh, tablets here. And again, you just take two of the pills every night before you go to sleep. And uh, again, like I said, they do have like a magnesium uh, complex in there, melatonin, uh, a nice mushroom blend. It's, uh, I think it's great. And again, it's not addictive. So like it helps you get off of any of the harsher sleeping stuff people take. And uh, the more natural route you can go, the better. So I'm a fan of CBD, obviously, in general. So all their products are dope. Again, we've had the founders on the podcast before. So always happy to hook you guys up with 20% off or actually have Monica send you a pack right to your front door so you can try it again no thc lab tested vegan gluten-free all the great stuff uh, for you guys at a discount always and forever and then the last thing i know my homies at jlab are having a sale i believe it's on tuesday so today is the 14th of november if you're listening to this anytime around the 17th 18th or 19th you guys can hit me up we can send you a link to get you a discount on the proteins the krill oil probiotics and everything that is wrapped up in two there so that is uh that's it so this is a article that came from the people over at success.com. We're going to kind of play off of uh, the bullet points here of the seven ways to persist when everything in you wants to give up. But I do have, I'm going to read this um, Chicago Medical Society article, if you're cool with that. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, obviously the world has been weird this year. Uh, I think a lot of you know, when they try to close down businesses and places and do these things, I think a lot of times there's no real great rhyme or reason to it. We're just making choices. And again, I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to, you know, beat a dead horse here. When we call things essential and non-essential, I really think uh, 
you're treading on really dangerous ground there, calling some people's businesses not essential when it's their entire life's work that they've put into it and the amount of people they help and the impact they have. And just making a blanket statement over an entire industry or field of study is uh, utterly ridiculous. And I think the longer this goes on, you're going to start to see, you know, a paradigm shift in what is important and what is quote unquote not important or what is essential and what is not essential, which brings me to this article was written um, by, I believe, uh, Tariq uh, Butt, who's a, obviously a medical doctor and he's actually the president of uh, the Chicago Medical Society here. And uh, this was written on November the 10th, so just a handful of days ago, and this is actually addressed uh, to the mayor of Chicago. And this is the, you know, Chicago Medical Society, which is the Medical Society of Cook County there in uh, Illinois. And I'm just going to read it for you guys just because I, I do think it's important, and it's one of the cooler things that I've seen uh, during this to kind of change the mindset and really paint a better picture of what we should be doing during this season of life and really every season of life moving forward. And I quote here, Dear Mayor Lightfoot, Today on behalf of the Chicago Medical Society, one of the oldest and largest medical societies in the United States, we write to you strongly to advocate for the city of Chicago to allow health and fitness facilities that operate in strict adherence with public health guidelines outlined by the CDC, local and state officials, to open their doors at 5 a.m. rather than the current 6 a.m. opening time. The Chicago Medical Society represents more than 17,000 physicians and licensed healthcare professionals across Cook County. Since March, our physicians and licensed healthcare professionals have been working nonstop to provide care of our mutual constituents in the face of this devastating pandemic. As you know, our healthcare professionals are not immune to managing fatigue, stress, or their own personal medical issues. Be assured that many of them, as this pandemic wages on, have relied heavily on access to their own health and fitness facilities to help strengthen their immune system and the maintenance of good mental health often in the early morning hours to accommodate their work schedules. To be specific, a traditional hospital setting shifts change, they kind of occur between 7 a.m. So today, those shifts can run up to 16 hours, if not longer. We do not expect that to subside anytime soon. By resuming opening at 5 a.m., the crucial extra hour would enable healthcare professionals to participate in positive regimens of fitness, exercise, relaxation, nutritional counseling, and personal training. Data, which is the key word here, I'm, par I'm, I'm talking on my own now, but data is the key word here, demonstrates that health clubs are safe environments right now which is most important because prioritizing health and fitness is more essential now than ever. We believe that the responsibility is equally shared between the facility and its members to ensure a safe environment. Our physicians and licensed healthcare professionals would not enter an environment that they felt was unsafe, and we feel that it is critical to allow them to, the opportunity to get back into their regular fitness routines, offering and incomparable benefits to both their physical and mental health, especially as we enter the winter months. Mayor Lightfoot, we can only imagine the challenges you face as you continue to guide Chicago through this unprecedented pandemic. We consider ourselves to be a partner in that effort and thank you for your tireless leadership. It is not going to get any easier, but together we will get through these challenging times and we would deeply appreciate if you consider the request for the sake of our members, our physicians, and licensed healthcare professionals. We, we would be given 
an hour back into the morning to take care of themselves and ourselves so we continue to take care of others. Sincerely, Tariq H. Butt, medical doctor, president of the Chicago Medical Society. Amen to that. That, my friends, is probably the first time I've seen uh, something that direct and written to aim not only allow the, the fitness and, and health industries, the yoga studios, the bar studios, the small boxes, the big boxes to stay open and operate, which they always should have been after we figured out you know what is really going on here, and now even to extend their hours so the people who are doctors, the nurses, the techs, everybody can get in, get their workout, be fit, not only just for their physical health, but their mental, spiritual, their emotional health, and then get back to work and do their job. And I can't agree more. Obviously, I'm biased here because I own a brick-and-mortar facility and we work with people. But for the same fact, I can echo the people who come here. We have no less than 15 physicians who come here every week, Mm -hmm. plus the PAs, plus the nurses, plus the techs, plus pharmacists, plus dentists. We have probably, I would say, 30% of the people who come here are in the health and medical field in some capacity. Mm -hmm. And they all feel comfortable coming here. They have no literally issues. just had a conversation with one of them. She's an anesthesiologist. She's been on the podcast before. We just worked. She came to the 9 a.m. workout, and she just specifically said how much she needs this for her own mental health, not just physical, um, just to be able to, you know, deliver and work in her environment right now. And it just, they're the ones that need it the most right now especially and the average person does too because the average person is unhealthy and they need exercise in a positive community and they need to understand nutrition so so if these are the smartest of the smart people saying it i can get down with it for sure so it's just nice to see um there's nothing to do with today's podcast really uh but i just it's refreshing yeah mm-hmm. i wanted to share it because i just do think uh we vilified a lot of things this year that have been wrongfully vilified for no no reason, not based on data or science, just on literally complete bullshit. And uh, it's nice to see the page kind of turning in a different direction, at least in the, the Cook County, uh, Chicago area, which is pretty cool. So I agree. With that, we are going into the seven ways to persist when everything in you wants to give up. And so if you've lived in 2020 this year, there's probably been days where you just wanted to punt it completely. Uh, I know I have, being part of the health and fitness industry myself. It'd be a lot easier to do nothing than uh, come in here and uh, you know fight and, and claw and scrap for what you believe in and, and what you know is right. But uh here we are, and so I'm sure some of you guys have felt the same way I have, whether it be for your business or your relationship or with your kids and the school stuff and everything else that's going on this year or dealing with family and friends or whatever it may be. So we're going to jump in. Uh, the first tip of seven is to ignore everyone else. Easier said than done, <laughs> especially uh, with like social media if you are addicted to it or you know you constantly look at it then that can make it very hard because a lot of people suffer from comparing themselves to others on social media and I have been guilty of that as well you do a great job though yeah I don't care uh what anybody else is doing it's really irrelevant unless you know 
it's something that's going to help me. I would say that to you guys. So when you feel like, you know, it, again, I, I've said this many times before and I'll repeat it a, a thousand more times if, if this is the kind of message people need to hear. We are, our brains are not equipped to take on the world's negative news. You are not responsible for all the, the shit that is going on in the world. You don't need to, to see all that, listen to it, read it, and chew on it. It does you absolutely no good. Yeah, the comparison stuff is another thing where you think everybody else's life is awesome this year and yours sucks. I promise you, everybody else's year this year has not went the way that they wanted it to. It hasn't gone as planned. So you can't look at, again, we've talked about the highlight reel on social. I get it. That's fine. I've also talked about the news, how you can't consume that. You just have to live in your own little bubble uh, at times. Obviously, get out and do the things you're comfortable with and hang out with people and have fun. But don't consume everything because... More often than not, it's not the, the the positive, amazing interactions and stories are being shared every single day. So you consuming all the garbage won't do you any good. I do feel like it's natural um, to be distracted when you see others achieving their goals, you know, easier, faster, better than you uh, when you're working toward your own dreams. I think that's kind of a natural reaction, but you have to learn how to control it and, um, be able to protect your energy and I've been learning that this year has definitely challenged me to do that in my own life and once you're able to um, realize you know okay these habits aren't serving me and channel that energy in a positive way that will help propel you forward and I know specifically like for example when I was on furlough for gosh seven months I could not work I felt like, gosh, my friends are in all these other industries that are doing really well, like real estate or tech companies. And I'm just, I would get so frustrated because I'm someone that has worked really my whole life, high school, college, right after college, I accepted a position, which was like my first real job with my company that I'm with now. And to be forced to stop working I just felt so, I just felt like... A loser. Yeah, I felt like a loser. And I'm just, I felt like I was, now I'm getting behind because I had all these plans for the future or this year specifically, I'd set goals in January and now everything has changed. And I was so frustrated. I'm still frustrated because I'm not currently back and I'm grateful to be back. I'm helping out my team but um, I'm not in my permanent position yet. So there's still so much uncertainty and I'm, we're all working a four day work week. They haven't brought us back to full time yet. And so it's things like that where I'm like, gosh, well, everyone else that I'm around seems to be not as affected, but then I'm like, okay, Heather, you're playing the victim card and you have so many blessings. Let's focus on what you can control. But we both felt like, I know you felt it too because we're we're in the two worst industries that you could be in during this time. Pretty close. Um, me working in hospitality for a global hotel company and you in fitness. And so we've just had to learn how to um, channel our energy and get creative and still focus on what we can control and just let go of everything else. And... Uh, it's just, again, frustrating going back to what's essential and what's non-essential. 
And for me in my industry, it's like, okay, I just, I don't understand. I just don't understand. I have so many questions why Target, if I worked for Target or I can go to Target and it can be really busy and they don't have capacity limitations and but then like some of our hotels in certain states can only have they can't even they either can have 10 people in a meeting room or socially no, distanced or, or zero and it's just so inconsistent incons- and how they I feel like we have been neglected in our industries and I think there is a lot of inaccurate information or they rushed rushed to make some certain some decisions early on and I hope that can that data and you know things start to change where they start to understand the impact it's having on such a large scale so well it's common sense too and I'll say this for everybody I think everybody feels that way in in some capacity and what I mean is like when Heather describes it, well, you know, I can't do what I want to do, but it feels like everybody else can. It just feels that way to you. Like when mm-hmm. you're in, when you're in the crap, like you feel like, man, I'm getting screwed and everybody else is doing awesome. Like it's not, it's not true. That's why, but we feel that way because mm-hmm. like, it's, it's our world. So it's like, it's raining on us, but it, the sun is shining on everybody else. And I, I know that feeling because I think everybody's has been through it at some point, but no, this affects everybody and you know i i know it's impacting everybody on some level but it's not the same no, yeah that's all i'm getting at <laughs> i know but it's like you just have to let that go yeah like you have to just ignore it and be like hey i got a bowl in my lane for this you know season of what it is and and let the other crap go and control what i can control which is not it's not ideal but uh otherwise if you go the other way it just drives you right and i and there's a lot of blessings that will come out of this year i already can feel so much growth and um i have learned so much more about myself and even us as a as a couple i think this will benefit our relationship it will make us stronger and you just have to keep focusing on those positive either that will be divorced those, there's really only two ways no. to go no, man, if you haven't driven me crazy by now and if, if, if you haven't killed me yet. I think I they, we've they, made it they, through they, the storm. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, the takeaway just, you know, you got to let the stuff go that you can't really control and just focus on the things that you can control. And uh, it's not going to last forever. And we just have to keep powering through. Yes. <laughs> Number two, um, become your own biggest supporter. What does that mean to you, Heather? Well, for example, I have really tried to start adding this into my morning routine is giving myself a pep talk for the day and giving myself positive support just helps energize me, helps me have that uh, mindset to carry me through the day. And so I know it kind of feels weird at times because you're talking to yourself Sometimes in my head or sometimes I'll say things out loud, but once you realize that you're the only person that can truly help yourself, um, you will get out of that victim mindset and establish more self-respect for yourself and learn how to, um, yeah, be your biggest supporter and advocate and you 
you only get one life, so you're in control of how you respond and react to certain situations. And when life gets really hard, uh, yeah, you can lean on others and get help from others, but ultimately, you know, it's your life. So you choose if you're going to stop and quit and, and just give up, or you learn how to take control of it for yourself and persist and focus on the areas that you can uh, control and just let go of everything else. And that's something that I think definitely have been able to to do this year. So I'm proud of that. I don't think it's, I mean, don't we all talk to ourselves all day? Like I do. Well, yeah. I feel like I have an internal conversation with myself all day long. But I'm saying. Constantly, like I'm crazy. Less of like negative self-talk more positive self-talk about yourself i don't ever talk bad about myself not like really i might have like negative thoughts but not about myself usually i'm my own biggest fan for sure I always, oh, wow i always am well look at it i say i run a business called jeremy scott fitness <laughs> like everything is about me all day long you're so cool like i've done this forever but i'm serious okay, though, for like, those of you who are listening that struggle with some negative self-talk um i'm right here with you so apparently jeremy has mastered this if you do that (laughs) start a business named after yourself it's super easy gives you that confidence boost because well i thought this from day one if i don't talk about my stuff who else is ever going to talk about it i mean seriously i've always believed this like i'm not saying like walk around and think you're like the greatest thing in the world if you suck but you have to be your own biggest advocate with everything you do forever and always. If I didn't, wasn't so passionate about this and like love it the way I do. And yeah, I probably wouldn't, if I knew it was going to be this, I probably wouldn't have named it after myself. I would have been more creative. I'm like, but since that's the boat I'm in, I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to, you know, push my own stuff as hard as humanly possible. Cause I want people to experience it. I want them to be part of it. And if I didn't believe in myself, I wouldn't have put my name on the, the door. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't see any other way for you guys out there. Like when, you, you have to. Life is going to beat yeah. the shit out of you regardless. Even for me, like I think I'm, you know, a pretty good person and I try to help people the best I can. And I'm, I'm never going to say like I can't do something, whatever. I'll try to figure it out. And if I can't, I'll shift or pivot. But I'm going to take losses no matter what. But why would I want to put more weight and pressure on myself and, and be like, well, Jeremy, you're too stupid, you're too dumb, you're too slow, you don't have enough skills or resources, then I'm never going to make it happen. You have to believe in yourself 100% mm-hmm. before any, anybody else ever will. And I, I, I'm a huge supporter of I that. I do think there's uh, there's something to be said about how men or boys and girls are raised. And I do think there's some confidence instilled in young boys at early age at an early age whereas I mean there's I've read and listened to many there's a lot of research out there that talks about this right now and I just think it's something that we need to change and that way as the girls grow up to young women they don't have to struggle with this you know advocating for themselves and standing up for what they believe in or feeling like they are not being humble and they're being, you know, they're bragging about themselves. But at the same time, it's like, that's what you have to do to get ahead in the world. And I know I struggled with it for a long time in my own career was to celebrate my wins and to 
to let people know um, you have to speak up and you have to be your biggest supporter. And it sometimes it's awkward, um, but you just it makes a huge difference in your own confidence and helps you achieve your goals. So yeah, you have to do it, and don't feel like you're doing that, like you're bragging or you're being too forward or that it should feel awkward. Just it's what you should do. Those people tend to be heard. The squeaky wheel does the get right the grease. Way to do it. Yeah, don't be know. a don't. I mean, dudes are are bad in, in the sense of this. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I've met and dudes tend to think they're better than they are, mm-hmm. and women tend to think that they're worse than they are. I don't know what that is. Not always. I'm generalizing here, obviously, when I say that. But I get dudes who come in here and be like, Jeremy, I used to be, you know basically Michael Jordan in high school. And I'm like, really? I'm like, you can hardly side shuffle here, dude. Like, what the hell happened? Like, as dudes, we were Al Bundy. You know, we talk about our glory days. We threw four touchdowns in a high school football game, and we act like we're Joe Montana. You're not that, bro. And I I never hear women say that, or very, very rarely. And dudes, I think when you look, like, overestimate how strong they are, like what their fighting ability is, like how, you know, handy they are around the house. I'm not that. Like, I'll tell you, I, I suck at most normal people things. I'm the first one to say it. But dudes, we we have this almost like fake confidence sometimes mm-hmm. where I never meet a woman who's like, well, I used to be yeah. the shit or like, I, I'm this and this. And I'm like, it's really strange. To, and I see it here in, in fitness and in, in their confidence in themselves and what their skill set is. I think there's a lot of research out there that says basically the, the reason behind that is because um, boys are told, you know, put yourself first at a young age where women are told or girls are told put others first. And that's where we have these issues um, later on in life where it's like, oh, you're trying to do it all. You're trying to be, you know, a great mom. You're trying to be a great spouse. and But then you forget to focus on yourself and help yourself first so i mean just take the advice of uh the airlines put your mask on first dude mm-hmm. then you can help everybody else or like should i read my ricky bobby quote right here on the wall yeah here's the deal i'm the best there is plain and simple yeah oh. there's a way to be not self-centered about it but <laughs> but it's almost like you but you're not saying you said to other people but you have to like tell yourself like you are you have capable. to look out for yourself yes it almost, it's like you hype yourself up, mm-hmm. even if it's internally. I really believe that. Like, and maybe sometimes you have to sell yourself in a little bit of fake confidence inside. You have to believe in yourself first. Otherwise, who else is going to believe you if you don't believe in yourself? And just be, just be nice to yourself, man. That's mm-hmm. the takeaway. Like, don't, we all fail. We all make mistakes. But just be your own biggest advocate internally and externally. Number three, stop and appreciate the little things. How do you do that? Um, I watch a little, you know, um, (laughs) I was going to make a joke there. I'm not going to go that way. Um, I appreciate everything little. My whole life is that. I don't, I'll put it this way. I think the average person kind of lives for like big trips, big vacations, and for weekends, and for get-togethers with friends and those things. And that's all awesome. Those things are all very important in there. Or when they make a certain amount of money. It's yeah. huge. They focus on that. I don't. Um, or the biggest, their their dream home. Maybe because for me, nothing, I've never had like this magic thing that happened one day. Uh, I never had like one 
you know, hey, Jeremy, we're going to pay you a million dollars for this, or here's something that's going to change your life instantly. Nothing, none of that's ever happened. Everything I've got is small and incremental. And so I don't really focus on, like, I have goals for sure, but it's the process of it. And it's the little stuff every day that I do appreciate. I just sat here today on this bench in, in our lobby and I'm like, this place is cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm in our, our building. And I'm like, I just like being here. I like talking to the people that come in. I like listening to rap music. I like drinking coffee and petting my dog and like putting on a fire. I like all the little stuff. To me, that matters more than anything I would do on a, a, a trip to Italy. And the, again, those things are, are life-changing too, but that's such a small percentage of my life. So every single day, I focus on the small stimuluses because my whole life, I'm not, I talked about this yesterday actually, like I'm so primitive as a person. I'm a gorilla in a warehouse. And I mean that because... Not that I don't have, you know, thoughts about my thoughts and, and think about deeper things, but it's really just focusing on like, oh man, it's sunny out today. There's a cool breeze. Mm-hmm. I'm very mindful in the moment of the most basic things every day. If there's anything I'm good at, it really is that because I don't, I don't focus on these other things that in the big picture are so few and far between and they're not as important as my day-to-day life. When I think it can be easy to focus all your energy on reaching your ultimate goal, but if... But what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what is your ultimate goal? Well, that's tricky for me now, but I think... Also, well, what, what was it five years ago? Five years ago? What was your ultimate goal Probably at 30 the, years old? Probably the dream home. Like, what, at this age, I would think I would have, like, my dream home. And, and But again, is that home even the same at 30 to 35? No, and I think maturity and age life experience contributes to how um, you can change in these and grow in these areas. And I think for both of us, like in our 20s, like you were so focused on growing your business and reaching these goals for your business. And I was focused on my career and I would get tied up in the materialistic things. But then once I understood what really made me happy are really the little things, less stress, um, being able to escape you know, on a a day trip or a weekend adventure, things like that, that really I want to continue to have in my life for years to come and reevaluating and prioritizing the, what really matters and enjoying the process of still working hard. And maybe some of those goals, like a a upgraded home would come later on, but right now I'm not going to let it take away from my present day and what truly makes me happy. But for a lot of people, and again, I'm not against like, yeah, having a driving a Rolls Royce and living in a, a ten thousand square foot house in Malibu. Those are super dope things. They're super cool. I'm not downplaying them. And if that's what drives you and, and you want to go for that, hustle and, and you can get it if it's truly important to you. But does that do those things in a lot of people's lives take away all the little things? And does that make you stop appreciating all the small stuff? Because it costs you everything to get there. And it costs you every. And when I mean to say everything, I mean all your time, effort, energy. And all the little things you used to do, it costs you that just to get to that place. And it costs you that every day to stay there. And again, I'm not against the bigger stuff. If you can easily afford it and it's not causing you more stress and it's more of a gift, you know, than a curse, then by all means do it. I just think we get wrapped up in a lot of things that aren't important when you kind of step back from your life and you look at the big scope of it. When it's like I took a lot of, (laughs) thank you, a lot of uh, weekend adventures during my 
no work for almost seven months, but I knew that that was going to make me happy and it would help me mentally during this crazy year. And yes, I could have stayed home and not spent money on supporting our hotels and, you know, being able to hang out with friends and and do certain things. I could have saved, saved more money if I was so focused on putting it towards something like a, like a home or a renovation or something like that. But I'm like, I'm, life is too short and I'm going to make the best of the moment and take advantage of this time off. And I even have been looking back, uh, on my Instagram. I'm like, gosh, I'm so glad I was able to like experience some new hiking adventures, experience some new, um, locations that I've never been to and have these memories with like really good friends and some family members and it just that means so much more to me now than ever and I've really realized it this year and if I tie it into a different direction in terms of this and if somebody's listening and they're like well you know if the title is seven ways to persist you know on everything when you know you do want to give up if we're talking in your career or in your business or in that part of life or your fitness journey, yeah, it might not have played out this year the way you want it to. And maybe you got a little bit of ways to go to get where you want to be. But I did this throughout this entire year. It's the little stuff we would do where Mm -hmm. I would get a positive message about somebody who listened to the podcast. I could have been having the most shit day. And I still just was like, you know what, Jeremy, stop being a turd and just get on here and just talk and deliver and try to help somebody. And then six days later or three days later, someone would send me something, say, Hey, you know, thank you so much. I'm having like the worst month ever. My wife lost her job. I lost my job and you know, something else terrible in their life. There's a lot of really awful stuff we've read this year. And that's a little thing that I'm like, wow, I appreciate that. And while I might not be able to produce and do the things I want to in the moment, because maybe the gym was closed or whatever's going on, I could still do that and help other people and, you know, or somebody left a positive message on, you know, Google reviews or, you know, someone said, Hey man, I really love your shirts. I'd love to get one. And then we are giving them delivering something that way. Those are little things that don't really move the needle here, you know, for our business. It doesn't, you know, those things don't directly drive revenue, but I appreciate them. And those little things, I think if you look back, really are the big things. Mm-hmm. And you guys are doing a lot of that. And while you might not be able to, you know, do all the great trips and do all the same things, whether you've been financially impacted or just because of, you know, travel restrictions or whatever it may be, there's a lot of little stuff you can do to still help the people around you and vice versa. They can do it for you. And those are the things I think you need to appreciate the most because those are the things that really do matter. Well, and let me just say that I showed up and you showed up every single day that this has been going on even when we were closed a couple different times um i've still was working like helping you with the business um and i just feel like it's so important to continue to realize even if it's something so small that it's going to it eventually will make a big difference um and I continued to focus on trying to help other people um by pushing myself to be on the podcast or you know filming content for Jeremy that would help uh, whether it was for social media or a blog post um things that 
could reach a lot of people during this challenging year. And I just wanted to clarify. It wasn't like I just was off. Oh, you were trying to make people not think like you were a lazy ass for seven (laughs) months. Oh, I didn't know where you were going with this. I'm like, what are you trying to do? Uh, No, I don't think. No. Again, none of this would be here. Like we're here every weekend. I just filmed him filmed content for over an hour yeah i'm not i'm not getting half or three-fourths naked for sean or any other random person to film me sweaty up close i just just don't think people realize the amount of time and effort it takes to do that's what the online side of the business it's the price you pay to uh to be with me it's uh, i'm your assistant (laughs) yeah i mean for a lot of it for sure yeah um no nobody thinks that well, no, I just wanted so, to clarify some, some for those might. people that might not understand. A everything. lot of our programs that you guys uh, buy, Sean films them professionally with a multiple multiple camera setup and whatever, and we have people who do graphics and edit and whatever. Anything you see, for the most part on social, Heather is the uh, the camera crew for it because uh, she's here all the time with me. But that's what a small business is. That's what. That's what you do. And I'm happy to do it. And and I feel more comfortable doing it that way. Well, like, same here. When we do the shirtless stuff, like for productions, it's just, it's so creepy. I don't like it. Anyways, um, appreciate the little things, like your wife filming you uh, in little baby shorts or with your shirt <laughs> off or whatever we do. Yeah. Um, number four, focus on your next step. I basically just live life right now one day at a time. I don't really work um, too far into the future. I do a little bit with some of our our programming, obviously, and uh, with clients and stuff. I kind of map out. I do day-to-day, but then obviously I kind of have a, an idea of what we're doing in the scope of the week. And then some of the big things that we do here, I don't know how we're going to do Thanksgiving uh, yet with the gym. I need to navigate that. And uh, some of the other stuff. But basically, I'm just going one day at a time. I map out my next day, the night before, I look at the scope of the week and then I get with Monica and Matt and I figure out what programs we're going to launch when and I tentatively have those kind of planned. But in terms of like my personal life, like I don't know how to uh, really look much further forward because it's so much just bullshit still going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really just trying to plan things uh I really just am trying to enjoy every day and make the best of it. And it's hard because I'll have, you know, a 10 minute gap here where I'm like, man, this sucks. I'm over this shit. And I think everybody said that at some point in time where you just want to like punt it and be like, you know, and that's the point of this podcast. Like we've all felt like, Hey man, we don't want to do this shit anymore. And, uh, maybe not now. Cause now I'm kind of the point where I just like, I feel like I'm so far into it. Like nothing can deter me at this point. Like things can piss me off and irritate me. But it's more of now I'm like, I'm in like, if it's a 15 round fight, I'm like, I'm in round 10. Like, you're going to have to kill me at this point to get me to quit. Now, three months ago, when I wanted to punt it, when I was watching Log Cabin Living every day, and I'm like, okay, we can sell our house. We can buy a mansion log cabin in Wisconsin. I'm like, we can have hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
Um, I can build a dope Wisconsin. gym. I can, you know, I'm just kidding. Well, it's not where I want to have a cabin. Neither would I, but I'm like, there's no so. No offense. It's so, dude. But I'm from the what are you? What are you trying to say about the people? <laughs> well, first of all, the ones like in like Seattle or like Washington were like a trillion dollars. Yeah. You can't do that. No, I get it. I'm thinking financially ahead. I wouldn't do Wisconsin. Minnesota is way better than yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, Minnesota. Uh, no offense to anybody in Wisconsin, <laughs> but the Packers, disgusting. Uh, my point is, is like, you're, you're trying to rationalize these crazy decisions because you felt like you're just you're getting knocked down every like single it's day impossible and i'm like forward. and you're like when the hell is this going to end and like is my life and again we are again this is again i'm just a, a dude in a warehouse what do i know we are going to keep doing the shit we want to do because even when i hear people talk today like mike comes in and is like yeah there was like an outdoor music going on so we went and watched it last night. And he's like, we're up going crazy. It's goes, called a concert. Did you forget? Yeah, but he's like, there's nobody there. <laughs> he's like, it's a concert. He goes, there's no one there but us. So he goes, there's like really nobody there but like our group of people. And they're playing. He was cracking me yeah, up. Yeah, he's like, we had our lighters he's out. He's like, oh my gosh. It just is like this 80s cover band that used to play in like the old town scene back in the day. And he's like, I just, I feel so, I felt so alive, you know, out there. It's like listening to this live music. It's just been so long. And I was like, I know. I'm like dying to go to an outdoor concert. And so when I hear that, I'm like, okay, we all feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, and it really doesn't have anything to do with, you know, focus on your next step. But the point of it is, is like, we want to get back to that. And we're trying to yeah. little by little by little. And that's what we are as humans. Like it makes us feel alive and I don't want to I have no interest in like running away and hiding and just quitting and giving up because it's easier like now in the moment but that's going to be way harder you know on me the next 5 10 15 20 years because I want to keep doing this mm-hmm. and so it, I look at it like fitness yeah it's easier to quit before the timer goes off it's easier to quit you know before you max out the reps it's easier to stop pushing the sled 5 yards short but if you've went this fucking far then just keep going and keep pushing through it. And that's the next step. Just keep moving forward one day, one set, one rep, one increment at a time. And you're going to get to the other side, even if it's painful. And even if it's some garbage you got to deal with, just keep it rolling. And when your goals are large and they seem too big, especially right now with everything going on, it can feel impossible. Um, it, And then you start to feel that resistance start to creep creep in just start with breaking up the large goal into bite-sized pieces and focus on those little action steps that you can start to do now. So focus on what you can control right now, break it up into little action steps and start building that motion and build momentum that once this is all over, you'll be, you won't have regrets because you're, you still were able to focus on your goals and, take action and that will eventually you know lead you to that large goal later on I know like right now we have our 50 days of fitness group that just started this week so for uh, my health goals I'm going to focus on just tiny changes that will lead to big results over time instead of having um, one large goal so say for example you're looking to lose 20 pounds um, start what I've done for this week is write out goals, tiny changes that I want to make over the next 50 days that will ultimately lead me to my larger goal of um, 
whatever my fitness, my fitness goals are for this 50 days. Um, but for example, the goals that I wrote, number one, I wrote no buying wine for the house or having drinks at home only with social or special occasions stick with most. So wine's my weakness. So I really like, um, a lot of different wines and it's easier it's easy for me to have multiple glasses but if I have drinks that you know I enjoy but for example like a mixed drink I tend to only have one or two because it's not my favorite so that's one of my goals was to just stick with that uh, number two was walk every single day for at least 30 minutes. Number three, uh, le- listen and read daily to um, inspiring content. So limit other negative distractions such as news, social media, um, that would put me in a negative mindset. And number four, do not buy sugar or snacky foods. Save it for special occasions or on the actual holidays. For example, if I'm baking something for uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas or attending a party, I'm going to save it and prioritize when those events are and save it to enjoy during that time. And number five, I wrote workout at JSF four days a week. Um, the off days either run or hike or walk. And then six was meditate and do mobility daily. So that's just an example of what I'm doing right now to give you specific goals and myself goals uh, to focus on to achieve the larger goal of being in better overall health um, at the end of the next 50 days, but still enjoying myself along the way. Boom. Yeah. Looks legit. I like that. Number five, throw your watch out the window. What does that even mean? So if you're working on reaching your goals, Stop looking at the clock. Um, stop measuring yourself against someone or s- something else. It will only serve to distract you from focusing on what you need to do right now to advance. Um, so what's your example? <laughs> I don't throw the watch out the window. I don't get it. I'm confused. You're confused? Yeah. What do you do? Well, for example, if I'm going for a run, I prefer prefers zoning out to like a podcast or music Um, I don't like to track it because I feel like if I'm looking at my phone and tracking the distance, then I don't enjoy it. And it, I only focus on again, like the clock or the actual map. And I'd rather just get lost in my own mind and have that, um, mental boost while I'm running and just kind of forget about everything. So that works for me. It might not work for some of you, um, I think, I mean, what I was trying to get out of this number five, I think of it as like how we do fitness goals here. Like I do my day-to-day stuff is on the clock because I don't have, I have to, otherwise I drive myself nuts and I won't get anything done. But when we think of it as, you know, if you're going to say throw the watch at the window in terms of your goals, they're your goals. They're not somebody else's. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe in these fake metrics we put on ourselves in society or in fitness. So if you want to go fitness, people say, well, I want to lose 30 pounds in 30 days. I'm like, well, it, I guess if you're like 400 pounds, you could do that. But it's not a microwave, dude. It's a crock pot. It's going to take more time. And, and all good things tend to do that. And I think we put these 
fake metrics on ourselves and we overestimate what we can do in a short amount of time and we underestimate what we can do in a large amount of time. I think business works that way as well. I work obviously here for myself. We don't, we, obviously we, you know, we pay taxes, you know, quarterly, but we don't operate in these 90 day metrics here. If we don't do great in Q2 at Jeremy Scott Fitness, it's okay. Because if we crush it in Q3 and Q4 and Q1, so be it. I look at the entire scope of the year. And even that, I might look at the scope of even longer than that because I don't have to answer to uh, you know, shareholders and the market. It just We just kind of operate the way that we do. And I think a lot of times we, we do that wrong in life. We're always you know, held to these deadlines. And sometimes they're just not they're not fair and they're not realistic. And I think that of life in general, when I say, oh, you got to be married by the time, some people believe this, you got to be married by the time you're 25. You got to buy a house by the time you're 27. You got to have kids by this age. You got to, you know, have your career set by this age. You got to graduate college by this age. That stuff's all bullshit. It really is. If we haven't learned by now, like those things are just they're predetermined random dates that your grandma and their grandma and grandpa threw out there. The world is different now than it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. People are doing all kinds of different things at different ages and living different lives. People are starting businesses in their 60s. Mm-hmm. Like people are doing all kinds of fun things and changing gears. And for that, I guess, example, I don't think you have to have a timeline and have it be set in stone. I think you have to be able to shift and ebb and flow with your life and how it's going and what you feel is important, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, and it does because he just read my notes that I had. <laughs> Did you write that? Yes. I didn't look at one thing. Really? No. Okay, so I took it I as... Do, I do wrote so much, I can't read all that. So I don't even know hardly, hardly The know running example was like, okay, just in general for like a fitness goal. Well, I know you but think... But then I, I also went into lifestyle goals and timelines and not measure stop measuring yourself against someone else because this is again your life and don't play into the societal norms and the the old traditions of when you need to get married when you need to have a kid um well i know you hate that so yeah i do i hate it so actually i'm surprised you didn't look at my notes because i have it all well you wrote so much i'm like i can't that's too much for me to read number six you do too much no you wrote what is this one here the international trips. You want to mention that? What? You didn't mention your five international trips. I'm trying to read your notes now. So another example I said was... Um, I do remember when you said you wanted to take all these international trips and your family looked at you like you're crazy. And that really pissed you off too. So what I was thinking is... <laughs> <laughs> we sometimes say things to friends and family and they look at us like we're crazy. And then we do them. For me, I just had some specific goals for myself before I either am married or I have a kid. And so one of them I made was I wanted to take five international trips before I had children. And I had communicated that to you. And we started with our honeymoon in Bora Bora. And I ended up taking my five trips over the next five years. Boom. And it's things like that when you can really step back and figure out what you want to accomplish and what do you want to do for yourself, no one else, that... But if you would have done it in six years, you wouldn't have been like, oh, I failed. No, I just, that was like the number I put, you know, that was just what I, at that time was like, I think realistically we could do this. And so 
I just worked really hard to make it happen, and you obviously did as well. Um, but communication is key, and always communicate your wants and desires and goals with your partner. If you don't have a partner, it's a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll say this too. Like, if you're talking about the, the time thing, I think it's important to have general timelines uh, for yeah. certain things that you want to achieve. And you wrote, you have the paying off our house on here. And I had put it like, let's do it in like two years, I think initially, when we first had just randomly said it one day. And we ended up doing it again in 14 months because I just got so irritated uh, with making the payments. And it just became this thing I wanted to do. And then we're like, well, can we just make this last payment and get rid of it? And we did that because I want to do it before my birthday. And we ended up doing it in February. Obviously, my birthday is not until August. So it's quite a big jump between. But even if it would have taken 30 months, I wouldn't look at it as like a failure. You know, if if we if, if the timeline had shifted, I guess is what I'm saying, when this is to driving the point home, the timelines are important, but don't execute yourself, you know, and be like, oh, I failed. I'm a complete loser if it doesn't happen in that time frame. Because if, if this season of life would have happened last year, we wouldn't have paid it off our house at the same rate. No. Obviously, you not working is not part, part of the equation. It's not part of the equation. It's not going to happen. It's like, hey, don't go to the gym. So if it would have taken us, you know, 36 months as opposed to 14 months, that's not a failure. It's still, in my opinion, a monumental accomplishment that very few people do, and you have to be okay with that. So as you guys are going on these goals of if it's fat loss, if it's graduating college, if it's getting a promotion, if it's doing whatever, even if you set the goal for 12 months and it takes you 16, that is not a failure, my friends. You're still winning if it's taking you longer than you initially had planned. When it's like throw out all of those traditional timelines, for example, paying off a house, typically you do that when you are older and looking to retire soon and it's it doesn't have to be that way and I think a lot more of our generation is waking up to that and they don't want to live in debt they don't want to have that added stress and they want to build um, a better future for their their family and themselves along the way so throw out that watch in the And the terminology just doesn't have to, to exist. Those are, these are pre-programmed words in your brain. I'm not saying, you know, don't strive for a dream car or a dream house or whatever it is, but I would urge you more to just strive for a dream life. And if that includes those things, great. And if that has nothing to do with those things, I think even better. If you're If you don't give a shit about that and you want to live in an apartment and you want to travel the world and just do adventures and activities and enrich other people's lives and enrich your life with experience and that's your dream life, then that, my friends, is more important than the other things. So we just have to erase a not just the timelines, but sometimes the boxes that we tend to find ourselves striving for or living in as well. Number six, stop looking for a way out, sucker. What does that mean? <laughs> As you can tell, I haven't read over any of this uh, podcast. Heather did it, and I'm just kind of flowing you through it. You said you didn't need to read over it, but I don't. apparently you did. Well, <laughs> stop looking for a way out. Like, stop looking to live in a log cabin, Jeremy, and just shut up and come to work and help people. Boom. That's what I read about it. Does that work? <laughs> what did you write? Because when you talk, then I can just go off of what you say. So... This is helping people. People just want things that are easily listening. When you invest time looking for a way to... 
don't have a laughing attack. I don't want to stop <laughs> My this podcast. My computer just... It stopped? Yeah, it, the battery's oh low. <sighs> Marriott, give my wife a MacBook already. What are we doing here? There. I'll let you use my resources. Well, basically they're saying it. <laughs> are you going to have a laughing attack now? God, I don't this, see, you guys, see the amount of professionalism I have to deal with? <sighs> okay. Stop looking for a way out. Do you want me to read your notes here? No. Okay. Do you want to read your notes? Give them like a fitness example. Of, okay. It's it's always okay. Why are you sitting so close to me? What are you doing? I'm right looking now? at your notes. It's unbelievable. Okay. So again, if depending on what your goal is, you guys, if we're talking about ways for you not to give up, I think everybody wants the easy out first, always and forever. Everybody wants the how do I get rich quick. How do I lose 20 pounds in a week? Whether that be diet pills or these, you know, I don't know if you guys remember the wraps they used to do. Like they would try to sell you these wraps where you feel like wrap them around your midsection and you would like lose all this fat. By the way, all that stuff is bullshit. Um, I'm not saying those things don't make money. Like I think the shake weight made like $70 million or something like insane. But all that stuff is garbage. But people always want like, they want the quick fix. Uh, they don't want to put in the work. And while a lot of that, they don't want to endure the pain. No, and it might be easy up front, um, but as the saying goes, it's like easy come, easy go. And anything in life worth having, like you have to work your ass off for it, literally. So I would argue with you to not look for the easy way out. And I'm not saying, you know, pick the hardest path humanly possible, but just know like you're going to have to overcome certain obstacles and certain stresses. And there's a certain amount of of pain, you know, whether it be, you know, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, you have to go through to elicit change and to become, you know, stronger and fitter and healthier and happier and a more educated, more well-rounded person. Like all those, you know, kind of scars you collect along the way, like they tell a story and you learn from them. And that's what I would urge you to do as opposed to just, you know, always looking for the least, you know, path of resistance, because there is no change that comes with that. And, and fitness is probably the greatest example of it. There's, there's a certain level of suck that has to come with this. Like in, that might be eating too. You can't always just drink wine, you know, and eat cookies every day and think you can look and move and feel the way that you want. It doesn't work that way. You're going to have to sometimes probably eat things that you don't want to in the moment. Not saying that they don't taste great, but obviously Brussels sprouts never taste as good as Doritos. It's just reality. But that's going to be part of your daily life at times. There's going to be workouts that you do where you're going to have to, you know, go into your pain cave and like your legs will burn. You can't breathe. You're sweating. It's uncomfortable. It's, it's taking you through ranges of motion. You don't want to be in, but that is part of it. Those things make you the way that you want to be, even though in the, when you're in it, it's painful and it sucks. But on the back end of it is all the things that you are truly looking for. It's just you not looking for the easy way out all the time. Well said. That's it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Number seven, acknowledge your limitations. Do you want to go? You can go. Well, I have most of my life is limited because <laughs> I don't have a lot of skills. Uh, what? I am not very good at most things. I'm just not like I'm, I'm the biggest advocate of this with anything. Uh, I don't try to do things I'm not good at. And that doesn't mean like I don't try things, but I also understand like I'm going to play to my strengths. And I've talked about this before. I think you all have to. 
Uh, I think you have to force yourself to maybe be competent in certain things and look at your life of like what you're, you know, good at and what you're bad at. But I'm not going to, you know, drill down on something I'm awful at. I'm going to put people in place who can help me get to where I want to go. And I'm going to do the things that I'm great at. And that's me acknowledging my limitations. I don't take care of our pool at our house. It, the thing would be green. You won't be able to swim in it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to mess with this. It's not worth it. I'm not going to, I talked about this the other day. I'm not going to scrub our toilets at our house. I'm a terrible you know, person when it comes to cleaning. I'm going to get somebody to do that. There are certain people here who are way better. Like Matt does her infusion stuff. Monica does all of our graphics. And basically anything that comes in the mail, she does it because she is the handwriting of a school teacher. And mine looks like, you know, a four-year-old did it. Like you just, you have to know what you're good at and when to ask for help and rely on the experts for certain things. Like we do this, I don't, I don't cut my own hair. Like neither do you. Like there's, it's such basic things in life. And when I, when I tie that into making you not want to give up, if you're always trying to do everything all the time, not just for yourself, but for everybody, jack of all trades, master of none is what comes to mind. Like you're never going to be able to be great at any one thing. So you have to know like what your bandwidth is. And that goes for you guys giving of your time and energy as well. I think parents are guilty of this more often than not women more so than dudes. Women give so much to their kids to their husbands and then to their career and then to their families and they leave very little for themselves and they find themselves, you know, not taking care of their health. They're not exercising enough. Maybe they're not eating the way they need to be because they've exhausted and they've exhausted themselves at the, at the expense of them. They've given to everyone else thinking that that's what they should do. Not knowing that their limitations are being stretched beyond anything that's, you know, even fathomably possible for, you know, a dude, for example, like me, where, I know what I can do here and I'll push the limits here once in a while. And then I'll be like, okay, I went a little bit too hard this day. I have to tear it back. The same thing for your workouts. Like know what your limitations are. I can't do and get away with the same shit I did at 24. Now I'm, I'm probably overall the fittest and healthiest I've been. I'm not my, you know, one rep max strongest now. Could I be possibly but at the cost of what? Something ripping and tearing in my physical body, which would require me to get surgery and stay home? It's not worth it. It's the same way with you guys emotionally, uh, with your family. You, there's only so much output you can give. Like There's only so many negative people you can talk to. There's only so many draining humans you can be around before they just drain you of all your life energy. So you have to know what your limitations are, though, physically, mentally, Learn spiritually. Learn how to say no. Emotionally, yes. Mm-hmm. Those are all important things. Which I've gotten a lot better at saying no and understanding, you know, what I want to take on and what I need to just not even try. Well, and that when people have like the, the FOMO stuff, like, oh my God, so-and-so is doing this. Why aren't we doing this? So-and-so is going here. I'm like, every, you can't do it all. every opportunity mm-hmm. and every event is not for you and it shouldn't be. And you just have to take the time to understand what your strengths are and what your weak- weaknesses are and then how you can work around those and to make it you know, work for your lifestyle. Because if you don't do that, you're going to end up quitting or you're going to be, end up being burnt out, uh, or failing hating your life. Yes. <laughs> and if the point of this whole podcast is to walk you through ways to avoid giving up, it would be you maybe taking more time for yourself and understanding what you can give to each area of your life. It's why in our, obviously our 47 day transformation program, we do this flagship, uh, success wheel. And that is basically the, the prime example of 
acknowledging where you are in your life in certain areas, and then understanding where the limits are and what you're willing to give to each area to be well-rounded or to, you know, be more happy or be more fulfilled. But you can't run at a 10 if, if a scale of 1 to 10, 1 is being no effort, 10 being maximal effort. You can't always be a 10 to your husband, your wife, your kids, your job, your fitness, your social life, your personal development. Everything can't always be on full blast. Like you only have so much gas in the tank and you have to really understand that of where you can, you know, hit the accelerator and where you can pull back. I agree. I think that covers it. Well, you're great. These last two here, you really, uh, well, I can't see all the way from here. My computer died. Do they give you a charger with those computers? Yeah, but it, I don't think I brought it today. Let me see what I deal with here every single day. You did great. Thank you. Appreciate strong, it. Hence, strong clothes. That's why it's called the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast, everybody. Um, so, yeah, you guys, those are the seven ways to persist when everything in you wants to just punt it, give up, pack it in, and pretend you're Ron Swanson and live in a log cabin until the world kind of writes itself. But, unfortunately, uh, unless you got about probably $10 million, that is not an option for you. And so you're going to have to just find a way to, you know, Put on your big boy or big girl pants and just gut through it and keep moving. And I shared this um, on Instagram the other day, and I've said something similar uh, a bunch of times, but I wanted to just reiterate it and read it to you because I think it's important. And if you guys obviously follow us on IG, you saw it. It's just embrace the suck. Some parts of the journey are going to be a struggle. The suck and the struggle is what makes the success. Without it, you'd be soft and weak, and your life story would be boring with no purpose. And here's the thing. You're going to be able to share a lot of this, like, you know, with your kids and with people. And, and we're going to look back on 2020 and be like, man, I made it through 2020 and all this bullshit. You are now the new equivalent of somebody who is sharing the, I used to, you know, have to hike to school in two feet of snow uphill both ways. That, my friends, is the 2020 equivalent of that. And so the suck and the struggle, it can bury you or it can plant you and the choice is yours. And I go on to kind of just write this real quick, that stressing and struggling is real for all of us. And that pressure, you know, sometimes feels like it can be too much to take. And uh, we've all been there, I think, especially obviously in this year. And while that pressure can bust pipes, it can also make diamonds. And like the strongest steel that's obviously forged in the hottest flames, you as a person are no different. And all the shit you've been through this year and in your entire life, if you're still listening to me, so far, it hasn't killed you yet. And while it might feel like it at times it's buried you, it has only planted you, my friends, to grow into the badass version of the person you're going to be. So my advice would be just to embrace the suck and just keep kicking the shit out of every obstacle that comes your way. And admittedly, I know it is tough and it is tiring and it's exhausting and you feel like, man, how much more can I chew on and I don't want to deal with it. And I know a lot of you out there have it way worse than I ever would. So I know if I feel it, even that 1%. Some of you are probably right in that 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. And I know it is not easy, but my friends just know that there is people out there who give a shit about you. You are going to get through it. We are going to keep rolling past it. Just, uh, you just got to, you know, put your gloves on and just keep punching, man, day by day. And I'll share this one that we just shared on our Instagram too. Please remember your job is the dream of the unemployed. Your house is the, is the dream of the homeless. Your smile is the dream of the depressed. Your health is the dream of those who are sick. Don't let the difficult times make you forget your blessings. I read that yesterday too. 
know. And I, I referenced I you in it. it. Boom. Did you read the, listen to the podcast from yesterday? No, I didn't. I'm behind. <laughs> You're making dinner. I'm listening to some other podcasts, so. Um, I don't know about that. Heather was making dinner last night. She made this delicious turkey chili. It's, it's the best I ever had. You're so rude. I just I said it was, was the really good. I just said it was the best I ever had. It was no, good. He like, I like have to pry <laughs> compliments. I'm like, oh, I think this is really good. And he like doesn't say anything. And he's like, he's like eating it. And I'm like, okay. But I'm eating it. Is it okay? Can you like give me some feedback? I said it was better than the chili you get at, at Snowball. At the ski resorts. And I'm like, <laughs> that's like the most disgusting chili. So thanks. I really appreciate the compliment. It was good. I ate it. I'm, you can just order food delivered tonight, so... <laughs> I have no problem doing that. <laughs> we live in Scottsdale. There's so many amazing places. It was good. JC ate it, too. It was all right. For a healthy chili, it was very well done. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was a Southwest-inspired. Okay. You should see her face right now. She's so pissed. Um, love you, too, Heather. Well, thanks for having <laughs> me. I'm going to head out now. Okay, guys. Uh, reminder, if you guys are looking to uh, pick up any CBD, again, the Beam uh, products I take every single night before I go to sleep, specifically the Dream product, again, we can get you guys 20% off always and forever with that. Again, the tincture as well. Uh, we do use the balm. We actually can give it to our dog, too, to help with anxiety. So they do say it helps. So if you guys want to hook that up, uh, message me. And again, I'll have Monica send you a free packet of the Dream CBD uh, to try it yourself. And then you guys can obviously make the call from there. And again, if you're listening to this anytime the week of the 17th, 18th, 19th of November, my homies at JLab are going to have a sale, which I think goes live on Tuesday. It's almost 30% off everything on the site. And that's the exact protein powder that I take and we take at our house. So if you guys want to hook that up, hit me up. I'll be sharing on the newsletter as well. And I'm happy to uh, share this article with you guys. I think I'll pump it out on the newsletter sometime the week of Thanksgiving. So if you want to see the kind of written transcript in detail, uh, subscribe to the newsletter. Again, we send out three emails per week every week and have for over 11 years, and I'll never stop doing that for you guys. Just another free resource you can get into. So uh, last thing, if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Go to the podcast app on your iPhone. Scroll your finger all the way down. It'll take about 10 seconds. Click that five star, leave a couple of comments of what you think of the podcast. I truly would appreciate it. And please share this with somebody who you think it can help. Maybe if they're feeling like they just want to kind of pack it in uh, and not keep moving forward and pushing on this because I don't want to see you guys give away, you know, a month or three months or six months of your life. Uh, I want you to keep making as much progress as possible. I know sometimes just hearing two crazy people in a warehouse ramble on, uh, it can be helpful. So thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Heather. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great weekend. And uh, until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.